This is a post-credit scene podcast brought to you by 14HQ. Um, as you guys might be able to hear, I am ever so slightly under the weather if you yeah, are listening to the audio. Um, I hope I don't sound too bad in your ears. Um, that could be seen as a as an innuendo of some kind. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the post-credit scene podcast. This is not season three. Season three is on the way. Season three is coming. Uh, we've got some exciting news and an exciting something coming with season three, um, which will be which will be great for us as a podcast as we seek to continue to grow and elevate as sort of critique critiques and lovers of film and television. Um, and, and I think this this edition will be great to the pod. Um, but before we do that, we want to talk about 2023 and the 2024 Golden Globe Awards. Um, this is the first time... Is we've what it's called? Is it called the 2023? No, no, no. So I said we want to talk about 2023 in terms of what came out last year yeah, yeah, yeah. for the 2024 Golden Globe. So I should have been a bit clearer in my... Well, it, 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 is it called the, the 2024 Golden Globes? That's stupid though, right? Mm, no. Uh, it's, it's like that with any anything. It's even like, even if you bring it down to like games when they do... Like FIFA 17, FIFA 18. Yeah, 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 it, yeah. It's actually the year. So, so yeah, like forward. officially yeah, yeah. it's called the 81st Golden Globes, but... um. You can call it Golden Globes 2024 and you, you, you're not going to get in trouble for that. I hear it. Um, I think this show has had so many interesting ups and downs over the last few years. Yes, sir. Which we'll get into quite briefly before we talk about the actual show because that's why we're here. Yes, sir. Um, but I think it's always exciting to see a celebration of film and television just like you would with any other awards in terms of football with Ballon d'Or. You always want to find out who's going to be awarded the best player, team of the season, all that yeah. sort of stuff. And I think the same applies to film and television. Um but before we get into that, I think it's important for us to make a note of some of the things that have come out about the Golden Globes, Globes in the last few years in terms of um, its in- lack of inclusivity, um, the lack of black members on the board, voters being accused of making sexist and racist remarks and soliciting favours from celebrities re- celebrities and movie studios. Um, do you think the Golden Globes has, and this is an open question to both from what you do know, do you think they've managed to bounce back from that because there was a long time where people were boycotting this show um, especially in that sort of that 2021 period. So you think the show this year, from what you saw in terms of who was there, has managed to sort of make up some kind of bounce back? I don't think you could ever bounce back. I, okay. think, I think you can you can make change. Which they've um, allegedly tried to do. Which they've allegedly tr- uh, um, tried to do. But I think you can make change <clears throat> and then and then you can only progress with that change. I, 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 that, like, I don't think we're there yet to the point where they, where they need to get praised. Mm-hmm. No, I think we're at a point where <coughs> it's like you're maybe and I say maybe very strongly you're maybe doing what you were supposed to be doing years ago you know um, and even then it's still sparsely like like we're not like coveted you know like um, across all what it's three sectors right it's across the boards the the, uh, the nominees and the voters mm-hmm. right so uh, uh, like across all of them I think the 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 most diverse part of that is probably at the moment that's changed the most is the nominees. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but mm. um, more to do essentially. When I, and when I say bounce back, I don't necessarily mean. I mean in the eyes of the people attending the show, in the eyes yeah. of the viewers. I think viewer, viewer, viewerships have dropped massively. Yeah. Yeah. A year upon year with any most of the award shows, let alone the Golden Globes. I think especially after COVID as well. It's a bit of a like. I think like a lot of these shows. I think the problem with with film and TV, yeah, okay. Do you know like in like in like musical award shows and that kind of stuff? Okay, but there's always like a a a, a story. Like seventy percent of the musicians that are there have come from nothing, 
right? That's that's like most the most stereotypical, especially if you're like a, like a rapper or or, or or stuff like that. So almost like when you're watching the, um, those shows, you're watching because you're a fan of like that person mm-hmm. or because you're celebrating like them being at, you know at a, a live show. I remember when Little Baby done his. Um, MTV uh, Music Awards and it was a massive thing. It yeah. was like, oh my god, because he's from the ghetto. Like, oh my, blah blah blah. With film and TV, it's it just feels like the most prestige, elitist. Yeah, I get you. Thing of all time, and then it's like you have that after after dark times and, and blah, blah blah. And it's like you, it's just, it's just a bunch of privileged people in like one room. There's barely there's barely any press that is like. Mid-level press, it's right. all Hollywood Reporter, Variety, Deadline, you know what Variety, I'm yeah, like yeah. E News, Channel Four, da, 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 whatever it is, it's all like very high level. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you'd so like you'd like to see some change in that, yeah? It doesn't feel very welcoming. Mm. Um, does it feel very um, inclusive? At all, mm. like really? at all, like look at our recent experience at BFI. You know, like I was up, like I I said to you guys like by like the, by like the end of it, I was very shocked that how diverse it was you know yeah and and how like in the media lines and uh, we were all like respected you know like obviously there was bigger uh, companies there that that hold your your friend from letterbox yeah (laughs) (laughs) we met we met some very like-minded people yeah doing bfi to the point that i feel like we build a great chemistry with um with certain people from there yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. (laughs) but sorry but to go back to um (laughs) to the question and um I guess the the best way to understand whether there is a bounce back is I know you mentioned it is by looking at viewership and I know that a lot of award shows have dropped in viewership but I think Golden Globes is tanked quite a lot mm. um, and from my understanding uh, based on what last night's um, awards quite a few people turned it off during some of the presenters um, the hosts um, commentary yeah I can get into that very briefly the host um Joe Kay, he's done a lot of um, work in recent years um, in terms of Comedy Central and Netflix specials. Um, I hadn't known much about him until yesterday. Um, I tuned in to the actual show itself, like a bit of a dork I've become recently. Um, and it was interesting just to, it was it was cringy. And I hate having to, um, I hate watching something and I feel embarrassed for somebody because you can see they're squirming and yeah. you can see they're scrambling with the jokes that they're making. Um, he made some jokes about the typical jokes. Of, he made jokes about films which are so typical. So, uh, for example, he made a joke about the um, yeah. three-hour run of Oppenheimer. Uh, obviously, Martin Scorsese was there. The camera then zooms in on Martin Scorsese's reaction. He also made a joke about Barbie, the typical joke about Barbie and what people presume Barbie to be. Yeah. Which was, it just, again, it was so cringeworthy. The camera then zoomed in on Margaret Robbie and it was just wild. She looked uncomfortable. The uncomfortable laugh that they all do. Yeah. Oh yeah. him. Um, he had some. He had one or two funny jokes, but as a whole, it, it, he definitely tanked the show. Um, he broke his silence today, saying he fell short. I'd be lying if I said it doesn't hurt. I hit a moment there where I was like, "Oh, hosting is just a tough gig." He yes, said that. Yeah. Yes, I'm a stand-up comic, but that hosting position is a different style. I kind of went in and did the writer's thing. We had 10 days to write this monologue. It was a crash course. I feel bad, but I've got to say, I still loved what I did. I think I think that's fair to come out. Oi, come out say. That's brave. Like, yeah. That's changed my opinion. Like, 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 we we all have bad, bad days Fact. on the job. So it's, it's unfortunate that 
he didn't. On a, um, on, he did it on a golden. Yeah, state, golden but, yeah, but yeah. It, it happens in it. But for him to come out and say that, yeah, it's actually. Had a By bad the thing. way, he's more likely to get a second go in like five years' time because of that statement. Yeah, but would you want that? <laughs> I, I believe in, in my my production arts, man. I think but, my question would be: Are comedians the right people to host these shows? I think so. Yes. I, and, I think it's the right. And people. the only reason I do ask is because, and then the second question on that, and we have to do that very quickly because we've got quite a. Yeah, Deep app um, is the fact is when they try to roast actors, filmmakers, and the movies. Is that the right way to sort of win over your? It can go one way or the other if you do it that way. Depending on who you are, I, th- I, th- I think comedians, yes, but obviously the type type of host that you are as well. Fact. Because you're a comedian, you have to don't roast. Force. Yeah, you don't have to roast um, exactly. the people the people that are there. Um, because, like, for example, when. Um, Ricky Gervais? Gervais. Oh, oh my he, days. he went brazy. I think he went brazy. And I wouldn't even call that roasting. Man was just man was just spitting. <laughs> he was honest. Um and he made and he made it entertaining. And there's been we've had plenty. Like I'm I have a comedian bias. I generally think when it comes to like performance and, and acting, I think comedians are top tier. If you're a great comedian, you'll be a great actor. That's my personal opinion. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um so if anybody, if if there's any group or subgroup of of actors that or performers that w- would host an award, I would say comedians. But obviously, you just have to be good at hosting as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Breaking news, by the way, William Defo- Will- William Defoe uh, got his star on the Hollywood. Oh, uh, bro, film. don't. <laughs> it's really? a breaking news. So William Defoe's like, no, not my nigga William. That's the first one that came to mind. <laughs> Yeah, William Defoe got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. He's, he's still alive and That's well. A joke. He was at the show yesterday as well. Um, um, so, yeah, he, nah, he's well. Um, but, yeah, no, nah, I'm really happy for him. He starred in Poor Things, which I'm looking forward to watching. He was obviously best known as um, the Green Goblin in Spider Man. Yes, sir. Um, superb depiction in both films that he was in. So, yeah, shout out to William Defoe. Um, one other aspect of the show that I found really, really funny, uh, Manny spoke about it with me before, was the sort of the presentation of Best Screenplay Award. Um, Daniel Kaluuya, Hayley Steinfeld, who is, uh, Hayley Steinfeld and Shamik Moore presented this. And the, their, their presentation was on sort of a banter and making a laugh of the studios um, and, the, and highlighting the importance of, of writers. Um, it was really, really funny. They were basically just roasting the studios mm. um, with their presentation by saying, you need writers. To make these to make these films and TV shows happen, um, it was it was great to watch from my perspective. Manny, what did you, what did you think about it? Yeah, I thought, I thought it was really good and it highlights the importance of writers within TV and film as well, um, which has been I guess a topic a very important topic over the last twelve months, um, and I'm glad that they highlighted it in the way that they did. It was great. Yeah, no, I loved it. It was great. It was great. Okay, let's get into it, man. Um, Post credit scene podcast at 14 HQ original. Um, Gaz, your host. I'm with Manny and Huss. We're going to talk about the Golden Globes 2024. Um, a big night for Oppenheimer overall. Five Jeez. wins. Five five huge wins and important wins. Did we wins. expect? Yeah. Yeah. No surprises. Um, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Some of the films they had competition with were great, great films. Mm. And we could talk about that maybe... Uh, in part with what we talk about here with Oppenheimer. Um, but firstly, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Jeez. Winning Best Supporting Actor. Yes, sir. Um, thoughts? Deserved? Uh, um, yeah. Bro. And why? Thoughts Almost and why? Almost as much as the, as the snap. Um, Tell me why you think it was a, a deserved win for Mr. Robert Downey Jr. He was outstanding, man. He was, he, was, he was completely outstanding. He was, you know, like, you play one role for so long, people think that that's just you. Right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. You forget that, like, prior to him doing um, Iron Man, he was actually a very... Accomplished actor. 
like, uh, yeah, he was in these dark roles, you know, and he was doing fantastic stuff. And and he was young, by the way. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So he, he was he was doing that for like a very <coughs> good period. Um, Evan, and then obviously he goes in, in, into this quirky um, character of, of Tony Stark. And the funny thing is, yeah, when you watch him in like interviews or blah, blah, he's more Tony than, than anything. Like, like he, I think he just played himself. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think it was just easier for him. So then now he's doing this role in Oppenheimer. He's acting. Like he's acting. Like yeah. he, like but, he, but he so in, a role. But it's interesting you say he's acting in, and the only, it's not a pushback. It's yeah. a, more of a like, he was told by Christopher Nolan, if anything, dial it back from the typical Robert Downey Jr. performance. Yeah. But he still managed to put on a mammoth of a performance while but dialing think, it back. But, also, but I think also, that, that's, that's my exact point. Him dialing it back is him acting. Him saying, all right, cool, yo, I have to do this and be more subtle. Bro, like, do you remember, like, t- towards the end when he's talking to, oh, I forgot the actor's name, but he's talking to him in the room because he's, like, ex- he's, like, explaining everything, right? Yeah. This is when they um, come from a, a, a break. In, in, in the court, court scene. Court. It was, like, the second to, to last time that he was speaking to him, and you can start seeing, like, he was breaking. You know, he wasn't calm anymore, mm-hmm. okay? And but he wasn't visibly angry. He mm-hmm. was more at the end of sentences, he 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 he'd like shake a little bit like like this and it was it was so subtle. It, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, that's I, the word I was like, Oh, it was just wonderful, like to like I believed every word he said. And it's crazy because I believed every word he said at the start where he was basically trying to shit. And then I believed every single word he said at the end where he had to tell the truth. <laughs> Do you I, know what I mean? I I think the reason why um he had to be so subtle in in this because he was deceiving the audience in this performance. Exactly. For, for, for the most part. And and I feel like his, well, let's give Tony Stark an example, was a bit more theatrical when in comparison to this, yeah. a bit more eccentric. So the dial back was just more so of um, a character decision in terms of, we, we know towards the end of the film that he essentially is the antagonist. Yes. But, we're not supposed to know that right away. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I, I feel like it was done really well because towards the end of the scene, we really um, saw his true colours. Mm. But beforehand, he had to put a persona or somebody that um, is, is, is not meant to be a bad guy. Almost a victim. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he, he acted like as if Oppenheimer was the one who well, yeah, 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 did, did him wrong. So yeah, so I f- like back to this question, I, I absolutely agree with the decision of him winning it. I think the only other person from the list that um, I potentially would have given it to you was, was, was De Niro. <laughs> Um, but any pushback on that? No. Do you have any pushback on De Niro not winning? Sorry. No, no. No. Nah. I thought De Niro was fantastic. He, 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 was, he was. He was. He was so menacing. And but he was incredible, bro. He was incredible. I actually think. I, I said this before. I actually, <coughs> think, I actually think the film let De Niro down more than anything. Ah, really? How? Yeah. I. I think you see how we 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 uh, we we we, ju- we just said that RDJ. Um, he had to kind of like deceive the the mm. the. Um, he could only do that with with the film being written the way that it's. it's yeah, yeah. Because right at the start, Oppenheimer walks in and he's being interviewed by, by, by what was it by these twelve guys. We automatically think subconsciously they're the villains. Okay, you know they're trying to uh, bring him down for doing something. Blah blah blah. And then like you carry on going. Okay, you meet um, uh, um, Matt Damon. You go, he's a villain because immediately he's so rude, he's so cross, mm. and then it, 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 it like it kind of changes. You're so distracted and, and like masked by so many of these amazing characters and these, and these like and these like amazing roles that it makes RDJ's performance ten times better. Whereas in Killers. Um, I just don't think I don't think there was enough all-star performances to mask or to help um, 
De Niro become more menacing or more uh, 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 like twisting and that kind of stuff. I just don't think it was that okay. strong enough for, for that. I, yeah, I don't, <clears throat> I don't think he was helped by the writing. Okay, cool. And interestingly, he was up against William Dafoe at Poor Things. Poor Things isn't actually out here yet, which is a shame, but I'm looking forward to watching that. Robert De Niro, Killers with a Flower Moon. Ryan Gosling, Barbie, Charles Melton, uh, May, December, and Mark Ruffalo, Poor Things again, which, as I said before, isn't out until... 12th. Oh, By the way, also, Mark uh, Ruffalo, an underrated uh, uh, drama. drama actor, yeah. Agreed. Underrated uh, one. Um, best actor, Cillian Murphy. Thoughts? Is it Killian? Killian, I always do this. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, it's Cillian. It is Cillian, isn't it? Is it is Cillian. It's not Killian. No, it's not Killian, it's Cillian. Yeah, I'm right. I knew I was okay. right, man. Damn it. Um, Cillian Murphy won best actor. Yeah. Talk to me. Uh, I, I, again, same thoughts. I thought, I thought it was let, me, let me read out who he's up yeah. against: Bradley Cooper in Maestro, Leonardo DiCaprio, Killers of the Flower Moon, Common Domingo, Rustin, Barry Cohen, Saltburn. Which <laughs> we could probably talk about Saltburn in a second, horse. Um, on a side note of the on the side quest story of this episode, and Andrew Scott for all of us strangers. I'm not gonna lie; I think Leo had a stronger uh, performance. I completely I disagree. disagree. I completely think disagree. I think Cillian had to carry. The, the majority of the entirety of this film on his back. He's what? In, he's in the majority of... He's in almost every single scene of the film. Yeah. Um, the film focuses particularly on his character naturally. Yeah. Um, and there were particular times which we spoke about in previous episodes where he didn't even need to necessarily speak for you to see the the theatrics of his character in terms of whether he's depicting pain, whether he's de depicting anguish, confusion. I think, I think Cillian Murphy does that brilliantly. Um, as as an actor, yeah, but, but <clears> he had RDJ, he had Florence Pugh, Emily Blunt. Um, oh, I'm not talking about uh, carrying it in terms of like he wasn't supported by a great cast and a great director. Yeah, I'm just talking about he is literally in the majority of the scenes in, of the scenes in this film. I'm uh, in, so in, sorry. Wait, I'm so so sorry. On supporting actor, mm -hmm. there was no Rebecca. That's you're talking about actress. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. I thought it was, yeah, okay. yeah, and I think the main reason why I'll give it to Murphy as well is that as much as I really enjoyed Leonardo DiCaprio's um, acting in Killers of the Flower Moon, I felt like he got out of shine quite often. In certain scenes, yes. Yeah, but it's, it's but I don't I couldn't say the same thing about Murphy. You mean with Murphy with the scenes that he's in? Yeah. Yeah. Not like in, in, in individual scenes. No, in the scenes that he's, that, that he's in, because obviously, like, yeah, uh, if, we're, if we're talking about like. Um, like puff pounds, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not mad at sitting uh, getting it. Uh, okay. Um, I think maybe I enjoyed. What did you enjoy about Leo's more? I I will say I think it was it was nice seeing like Leo play like a very uh, vulnerable, gullible role. You okay. Know? Like uh, like we we always see him either in these kind of like in his kind of like very self assured exactly you know and and, and these powerful roles, um, but it was kind of nice like from the start like he was he was very like small minded. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know? I agree. And, and and then like towards the end when he started to get like the the uh, the bigger picture um, of, of of obviously what De Niro was doing. Mm -hmm. um, it changed a little bit, and he had to change when he found out new, it, it, new, new info and stuff. And I feel like, uh, and then towards the scenes where he was getting angry, and that we got classic Leo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I kind of, I it was kind a nice of, blend. It was a nice uh, blend. Yeah, it was a really cute blend, and it was nice to see him just in that role, just like, 
yeah like and also in some of the scenes where he wasn't necessarily the best in the scene i don't think he ever really was like fighting for it back to be the 100%. the main person in the particular scene when it was uh, lily gladstone's time to shine oh the, superstar she firstly she did shine i'm not gonna say he allowed her to but he didn't necessarily i didn't get the feeling oh, i need to get this scene back i need to be the doc no she stole the scene and and she did her job so yeah no uh, he what do you um actors call uh, it he had a great sparring partner okay yeah yeah uh, and obviously um robert de niro as well um best director christopher nolan i don't think we need to really delve into that i think it was much deserved i really enjoyed his sort of ha heartfelt speech um he paid a tribute briefly to Heath Ledger, saying the yeah. last time he was on the stage when he won well he picked up the award for Heath Ledger, or he won what was it uh picked up for him he up. um and he said the last time i was on this stage was for Heath. so um, and last time he, he saw, he was on the stage, he saw Robert Downey Jr. in, in the audience. Cillian Murphy, he's worked with him six times already. Um, this is Nolan's sixth nomination and first win, so shout out to Christopher Nolan. Best original score and best motion picture drama. Um, I can't lie, man. Like, it was such a superb film, man. And, and film bros. Yeah, fi <laughs> film bros for, Never heard that for sure. But, <laughs> 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 but Christopher Nolan... Um, Really and truly, even like something that like I want to make sure that we do mention the fact that he purposely wanted to shoot this on IMAX for for sound and and visual reasons. Okay, the fact that every single camera that they used was an IMAX friendly camera, and like he didn't cut corners. Yeah, you know, and and I love that, and you know, because guys like I've like I've been, I like I've been on on like TV sets and stuff and blah blah. blah. They really do try for most of the time for for like for like budget reasons. Their second unit will have like will have like will have like different cameras to like to like feed the first unit or blah 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 and films like that and there was one other film that, that um, did that as well the the uh, creator they used one camera for the whole thing. yeah yeah outstanding mm. you know and and it's because you want everything to be aligned you want everything to look the same to feel the same um, do you know what I mean and um, yeah uh, that's just something from like from like a, a, no, an, if a filmmaker thing where I just thought it was. Just a good point, and he did credit Universal for backing him, uh, for backing him throughout the film. So and it's a big risk, by the way, because they had to, they had to, re, uh, they had to re-release um, Oppenheimer three times because of the IMAX problem. Okay. Because obviously not every cinema in the world has. Yeah. 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 So then it took it took some countries like two three months to actually get it, mm -hmm. and then they, re, they, they, and then like I, I loved the commitment from Chris Nolan. RDJ, I was seeing them doing um, doing press tours in like different countries two months after after it, it came out. Like it's fantastic. That's amazing. But, um, we'll move on to beef. Um, I think there's so many reasons for this to be a celebration of a series that I st I think I watched. I think it, I can't remember when it came out. I think I got the notes here. I released. Uh, bear with me. Should have it ready. Um, but beef was a series that I absolutely enjoyed. Man, it was like it was quite refreshing in yeah. a sort of black comedy drama thriller aspect um so i really really enjoyed the series and i think it deserved the awards it won so it released in april 2023 uh, on the 6th um and they picked up deservedly deserved awards ali wong won best actress nice yeah um steven yon won best actor and and the entire show itself on best limited series and i think it was much much deserved it was netflix right yes it's a yeah, yeah. Series. definitely if you haven't already watched it it's worth a watch it's a great great series um, Steven Yeon and Ali Wong are the first Asian actors to win awards in their Golden Globe categories as well, which is like really a huge, huge success. Big, yeah, big, yeah, big. Yeah. Um, so if you haven't watched Beef, I would def just definitely say it's a series that you should watch. It's it's fun, it's enthralling, it's chaotic. 
Um, I'll give a brief premise of it. It's a 2023 American comedy drama television limited series created by Korean di- director Lee Song Jin for Netflix. It stars Steven Yeon and Ali Wong, as I said, who won their, their awards yesterday. Two strangers who invo- whose involvement in a road rage accident um, escalates into a prolonged feud. And it sounds like such a simple premise of a, of a TV series, yeah. but it really does work and it yeah. carries on throughout. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely say it's worth a watch. Ten episodes, it was released on Netflix um, on April the 6th, 2023. And yeah, great, great series. Yeah, they, they do a good job of um, showcasing what anger can do to somebody, whether it's anger that you've repressed over the years or angers that you feel um, like automatically out of nowhere. I think they've done a good job representing that. 100%. Fact, and it, in, in such a simple essence of a story, uh, it managed to prolo- it managed to carry itself throughout the ten episodes and keep me engaged. Yeah, like if you told me the premise of the story, I would, I would struggle to see how you can make that into yeah, a ten yeah, episode yeah, yeah. Um, series. But yeah, amazing job. So um, interestingly, interestingly, Lee Song Jin um, basically said that beef is based on a true road rage accident during his um, during his acceptance speech yesterday, which was quite interesting. Um, and Stephen Young was supposed to be supposed to play Sentry in the MCU, no longer can due to schedule clashes. So, any thoughts on feelings on? It's because, it's because the guy hotted it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he hot, up his suit. Yeah, 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 I don't know. He said it's a scheduling thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, the, the creator of um, Vince Vaughn just next yeah, line. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was foul, man. Yeah, I don't know why I did that, but yeah, um, really big shout out to Beef. Great show. Next up, the Bears, Manny. <laughs> My boy, not even my boy, my guy, Ayo. Your guy, uh, Adabiri. Yeah, man. Fucking Um, happy for. Share your thoughts because I know you're happy about this one. Um, I I definitely was when. when I think we already shared our thoughts on the bear as a a TV show. Um, If you haven't, go back and watch um, second to last episode of the year where we talk about our favorite TV shows of of the year. Uh, But yeah, like Ayo winning her award and even the award speech that she gave out was really touching. You can tell that she was very nervous and really excited and really grateful uh, for receiving it. And, and, bro, they're just good people. When I see all of them pick up the award, they went, had Mark, Mark. the guy that plays Marcus, Karamba, his real name, um, and giving a speech, mm. and then just seeing, like, just the feel of such a family, family. Ar- ar- around them. It was just nice, my man. Family. My family. <laughs> my blood. Like, bro, like, Happy for them, like I, I didn't, I didn't realize I would be this happy to watch them win. Oh, I was delighted. I was so happy, bro. Um, so Aya Edebiri won best performance by a film or actor in a television series, musical or comedy. Jeremy sure. Allen White, friend of the show for sure. Listen, I, she will see our clips one day. Um, best performance by a male actor in a television series was won by Jeremy Allen White. Massively deserved, um, both of them. Um, I would say Jeremy Allen White is an absolute star. I'm really looking forward to seeing him in Iron Claw as well. The Bear is a great, great series. Like, just again, if you've never watched The Bear. It'll be one of the best experiences for me personally anyway. Yeah. You'll get to see in sort of a television series um, that is spanning, the episodes span, what, 25 to 30 minutes, maybe 40 max. Yeah. Other than that one particular episode in season two. Um, but again, it's one of the best shows of the year. I'm looking forward to season three. Um, and I think The Bear will slightly become one of those shows that more, more and more people will start watching in a year or two years time. Yeah. Um, and it will then become one of those shows that everyone talks about. Not to say, like, look at us, we've watched it before you, but I just think it hasn't got the necessary, necessary maybe. Well, it's starting to get it now, actually. Now that they're winning the awards on a regular basis, yeah. it's starting to get that sort of, um, the accolades and the recognition from people outside of sort of the film and television world. Um, but I was delighted to see it win, man. That was that was, that was was great for me. Um, Sorry, guys, I'm not talking. I just realised I have I have a deadline, so I'm just posting. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be there in two minutes. No, no, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll carry the show, man. Um, just quickly on Manny, from your yes. perspective, can you delve for me into sort of the impact of Jeremy and Ayo Edebiri's performances? What do you think the impact is 
and why you think they might have been deserving of the win? Um, one thing that I would say is that um, I feel like their involvement in, in the season was a bit more limited in season two in comparison to season one. Right. But saying that, it was still very impactful whenever they were on the scene. I think with... Because they both were going through um, different arcs, especially um, Kami. They were largely um, separated for quite, for, for quite, quite a bit. the second season. But there's a particular scene that they have. Um, I think Is it's it like, when they're fixing the table? Yeah, bro. Great scene. And 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 I think... I saw someone else said this, so it's not coming from me saying because... If, if you haven't watched The Bear, essentially, um, Ayo's character, Sydney, um, is, is, is there to support Kami, or it's Kami's yeah. partner. It's Kami's partner, but they felt like they've been feeling a bit disjointed for that episode because Kami's got a girlfriend and he's been a his bit focus, slipped. His focus has definitely disappeared in the second season. His yeah. focus uh, has slipped, but there's a scene where they're fixing the table. And me personally, what somebody else said it, but I completely agree. Like, they showcase that scene to show that not only are they supporting each other, like, mentally but they're also supporting each other physically but by, by, by helping out each other with the table in that scene mm-hmm. but yeah I think the performances whenever they were on screen was really well they, they and and there's issues that I had so for example there's um, sorry I'm yeah, going cool, on tangent but I watched Ted Lasso season 3 this season and it was very disappointing um, do you think it lost focus? It lost focus um, in terms of like they the main characters were put in the back burner. Um, I feel like the episodes felt very episodic, and they weren't really. Um, and the point of each episode didn't really feel tied into the main arc of the story. I say all of this because I feel like um, the bear did something similar, but it still felt true to the, to the series. Right. Like at times, like when we have honeydew episodes, like honeydew episodes, like forks, or even episodes like uh, fishes, they felt episodic because in terms of they come those episodes kind of kind of come out of nowhere mm-hmm. like it wasn't it wasn't like from the previous episode it links straight off to the next episode but what i would say just to counter you is that even though an episode, let's say fishes for example i would say fishes isn't is an, is an episodic episode yeah but has ties to previous moments yeah. of the series where uh, um, it, infor- it informs what's happening in the series and, and that's my point in comparison to um, Telasso I don't feel like Telasso done a good job doing that but I feel like the bear does a brilliant job in terms of um, giving us episodes that feel episodic but it's still very important to what's happening to the present um, in, in the actual storyline of, of the show and yeah but yeah um, uh, Ayo's and, and Jeremy's performances throughout were brilliant um, abso- absolutely loved just watching them on screen mm-hmm. especially Ayo like like literally, one of my favorite. Yeah, she's superb. Like, yeah, man. Like, she, I'll, I'll literally watch anything she's on. She's in um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and she's yep. actually really, really good in that. Um, Teenage Mutant Turtles. It's actually bottoms, a really good film. It's actually a really good film. Abbott Elementary. Elementary, bro. She's been working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's been working. So I'm glad that she's getting the recognition that she deserves. Yeah, man. Shout out to our Black Queen, man. For real, for real. Just, I would love to just meet her. Oh, 100. percent Yeah, I'd love to meet her and just be in a room. Say hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah right, man. man. She's like a vibe. She, she's like I want to be a friend with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Great, great, um, great win for the bear. Three wins. I think they, I think they were nominated for five or six awards, but they won three, which is which is it's really, really good, solid. Um, I think they only showed up one more was Succession. So, Jeez. of course, you can actually continue doing that because we will carry the torch for you for now on Succession. We've got some space for you to talk about some of the films and shows later on. Um, n- n- any surprises for you? Um, none at all. So, my question to you, for example, best actor. Yeah, were you surprised to see Kieran Culkin winning over Brian Cox, Succession, Gary Oldman, Slow Horses, Pedro Pascal, The Last of Us, which is, which you know he was a big contender. Yeah. Pedro Pascal, um, Jeremy Strong, Succession, and Dominic Quest, The Crown. Dominic Quest obviously played McNulty in The Wire as well. Um, any surprises for you? Um, no, I'm, I'm all surprised at the beginning that Brian Cox was nominated. If I'm being Cause honest, he's, yeah, because yeah, he didn't cause have much space. W- in, was on there. Um, 
So it was essentially between Jeremy Strong and, and Kieran Corkin. You didn't have you didn't have Pedro or Pascal in there for you. No, I'm not saying that you uh, no, 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 no. And answer is no. And I feel like Pedro was great in The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Really do. It's a great series. It, it is, but I, I feel like the acting within Succession season four was mind blowing for, for me personally. I think I might have given it to Jeremy Strong. I would have given it to Jeremy Strong. I think I might have given it to Jeremy Strong. But then when you look at scenes like um, at the funeral, uh, the breakdown, yeah, yeah, the b- breakdown. Um, I, I, I wouldn't know how to separate separate the two because I feel like Jeremy had. I can't even remember the scenes that I, um, I will give because I feel like succession. The last episode was where he had that sort of. I'm the old, I'm the oldest boy. That was a good scene. Um, he had quite a few. If I'm honest with you, he had the scene where he um he gave the speech, um when he was promoting the um the streaming show. Yeah, and he, he had to like really convince. I think he had something happened before that where he had to like convince convince himself sorry that he's capable of pulling this off and he had all that self-doubt as a character um wait raging in his head about can i actually pull this off and he managed to do it which then the show what the show did so well continuously in season four was trick you into believing that someone was either ready for the for the role yeah or they were in a position of power or that um yeah i would say those are the two things that the show and really snatch away or that something potentially good for these people was going to happen yeah. in the last episode where we thought they were getting together as brothers and siblings in the house boom boardroom I'm the oldest son yeah amazing great show um, we'll move on quickly because we want to fly through these but respectfully fly through these Sheriff Snook yes talk to me bro oh bro I, I think she was the best um, top two performers in, in, in the series Sheriff Snook um, I think episode three um, the, 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 yeah that yeah, episode I, th- I, I think that that was the best performance of the that season? season really yeah I think that was the best one of the seasons off the top of my head maybe I need to, I need to rewatch but looking back at it I think that's the performance that moved me the most okay um, so bro you know what we're going to talk about right oh yeah absolutely come on let's um, talk about my guy well we'll talk about them in tandem because what I would say is the performance of Sarah Schnook alongside Tom McFadden with yep. a supporting actor coincides with one of the best scenes of that season which yep. we've seen on the balcony where yep. they're discussing I don't think you're good enough I don't to, think you're a good person. To be. The thing, okay, like, yeah, yeah. to compare it to, like, for example, like, Grime, and I'm, and I'm <laughs> this hearing... This interesting. I know, and I'm hearing, like, um, people bar, but you know you've got that one MC that will rhyme off beat, but oh, makes yeah, it sound wavy. Yeah, yeah, And that's what I felt like watching that scene. It felt so unnaturally natural. Like, it didn't feel like this belongs in a TV show. But it made this ten times better. Mm. Like if it felt very much fi- theatrical. Yeah, which he is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and he is a theatre actor. To be fair, Tom McFadden, uh, very, very, very talented. He was great in season four of Succession, and it also won best television drama series. No surprises there. Yep. Four wins for Succession. It's probably likely to do just as well at the Emmys this month. Yes, this month. I f- I think that might have been like the most difficult category in terms of who could have won it for what best tele- best drama. Uh, best uh, male actor supporting role in a television show. Okay, talk to me what your thoughts um, on that. Why'd you Why'd you say that? I feel like Alan, Alan Rock um, had, had a good performance. For, for, I definitely know. I want to say he was better than um, no, Matthew. Yeah, I agree. But uh, he done really well. But the two that came to mind is Eben Moss and Billy Kudup for, um, for the Bear and the Morning and show. the Morning respectfully. Well, you ain't seen the Morning Show, have you? No. So it's a uh, it's an American. Well, me and Manny have spoken about it before yeah, briefly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
but um, Reese Witherspoon, uh, Jennifer Aniston, yep. um, starring the show, and the guy he's talking about, Billy Crudup, is is superb. Su- so he's, really, he's really so good. I feel like if any of those three won it, Alexander Skarsgård was good in Succession. He as well. was, he was, he was, he was a complete business. I, I haven't good. seen Jury Duty, have you? I haven't. Um, people speak highly about Jury Duty. Um, quite hard to pronounce. Jury <laughs> Duty, Jury Duty. There we go. Um, James Martin was a um, contender for the Best Supporting Actor, but no, I'm not mad at Succession. More yeah. mad at Matthew McFadden winning Best nice. Supporting Actor. We'll move on very briefly um, to some other notable achievements. Um, Lily Gladstone, Best Actress in Killers of the Flower. Jeez. Um, Horse, you've been quiet for some time, so I think it's now a nice way to introduce you back into the hey, spotlight. Talk to me about your thoughts on Lily Gladstone. She's my dog, man. Okay, like, look. And her, firstly, her speech was fantastic. I don't know if you've seen it. It's so, it's so touching. I think she spoke in her particular native I believe it was her native. I hope I'm. In, I hope I'm not incorrect. Mm-hmm. Um, but she started her speech in some form of native speech. Yeah, yeah. Um, or native um, language. Dialect, yeah. Dialects. Um, and then did her congratulations. Uh, her thank you speech, which was which was quite powerful. She's and her just her journey. Bro, like the 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 fact that she quit acting, you know, or or took or took a took a step back per se. You know, Evan to get like a personal call from Scorsese to to, uh, to be like, this role is for you. Do you know what I mean? It's crazy. You know, like that's not like a normal. It's not normal. It's not normal. Go by, yeah. And for like Scorsese to, to, to sit there and have the prefer of of like actors that he has in his in his in his uh, <laughs> in, his, in his in his in his notebook in his, in his, his contact his, yeah, his black book yeah his black book and that. <laughs> and when he thinks of you, Evan like Evan like she she said in an interview she that he almost forced her on a on a, a, a Zoom call. Mm-hmm. And it's like how can Scorsese force you? On anything for that's crazy bruv uh, do you know what I mean and um, she uh, she got on it and and you know she, she spoke to him and spoke to the executive uh, producer who we obviously um, interviewed Mariam oh yeah um, and said about how like I can only do this if it's as as authentic as it can be and then you know that's why they hired a bunch of the actors that aren't actors who mm-hmm. you know f- uh, uh, filled in role for the for the the, the um, osage people um but she was just so impressive you know she was she was she was ridiculously impressive and, and to be what was in, what was impressive for you and I'm, I'm sort of pushing the issue here but what was no what? no 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 it's perfect so she's i i i think every scene where she had to show even three to four in, like emotions she was outstanding mm-hmm. like the, the scene where the limb room scene where he, he when he, he he comes over right and she's de- dealing with, with with the fact that her her uh, mother is in the corner and telling her yo this man's here to steal everything from you she, 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 she's dealing with that at the same time she, she's she's dealing with her infatuation and her attraction towards Leo's character and then the funny thing is she even knows that what she's doing is completely wrong right but just her in that like five minute scene or, or or six minute scene is just it was actually more powerful for me and then the scene that obviously um she had in the in the bedroom where i i don't think she said a word like there was a book when Leonardo DiCaprio was going off and she wasn't saying anything she was just looking at him she was just yeah she was just looking at him and and your focus was on her oh my yeah. god i couldn't take my eyes off her i couldn't i i couldn't take my eyes off her she was so breathtaking in that and even prior to okay when she was when she was like refusing to take the medicine oh my god fantastic but even after that where she's where where he was in prison here and now and she was getting like she was getting um uh, uh, like healthy and stuff, he almost reminded me of like John Wickish, where like he doesn't have to say much. You know what I mean? He right. had like, what twenty four minutes of, of like of like screen time, 
it's the, it's the same thing it's just like her, her absolute presence was fantastic and she embodied the Osage people but she also embodied what's wrong with the, the people that were taken over yeah oh. Manny any thoughts? Um, nothing who said at all actually she was great for, throughout the film definitely the start of the show for when it comes to Killers of the Flower Moon for me personally yeah. um, and again it's just more so to do with her subtleness in, in scenes where she just steals their attention and I feel like just by watching her alone you can already tell what the scene is about you can tell what the film is about and you can tell the emotions within the room just by looking at her face I saw someone say that like um, uh, after she won that she mastered um, the art of of um, re- what's say uh, re- re- relationships mm-hmm. because she had to have a different relationship with, with, her, with her sister who was go- who was going through mm. a madness her mother her husband her kids uh, we saw all of those you know and we saw and we saw her kind of <coughs> jump into different roles for all of them even even with her sister she had way more lines you know what I'm saying? Like she was a lot more uh, vocal. Yeah. You know, and and and, and even even that like doesn't tell you was she ever comfortable with uh, with Leah? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it was just it's, it's either she was written fantastically or she was just her. Yeah. Her subtle performance reminds me of the Busquets quote. Oh yeah. So when 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 oh. you watch the game, you don't see Busquets, <laughs> or when you see Bisque, when you look at Busquets, you see the whole game. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, that's that, bro. <laughs> That's fact. cold. That's cold for me. Still, it's I like facts. that. It's facts. That's cold for me. Um, moving on. Moving on again. Sorry, uh, Elizabeth Debicki. She won Best Supporting TV Actress for The Crown. I'm the only person that's watched The Crown, I believe. Um, and I completely agree. She is a very talented actress. She's from Australia. I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, her performance as Diana. I think Diana is one of those. Diana is one of those tough roles that I just think it can go one or two ways, right? It's definitely an award bait role, though. It, yes, 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 arguably so, um, especially as it's the final season of The Crown as well. Um, but I'll be fair to her, she she, she she knocked it out of the park with her performance. Nice. She was superb as Diana. I think she had a lot of the subtle nuances of of Diana, um, of the Diana, at least that we thought we knew anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and her, again, it's not, it sounds cliche, but the way she's able to act with her, with her eyes, is quite yeah. powerful and engaging. Um, so yeah, I have no qualms with Elizabeth Debicki winning um, Best Supporting TV Actress um, for The Crown. I wasn't overall, overall impressed with The Crown for season six. For the first half was good, um, but the last few years have been a bit meh. I've been a bit meh with it. Um, That's a shame. Moving on, uh, Divine Joy Randolph won Best Supporting Actress. Um, she was the first winner of an award actually uh, for her role in The Holdovers. Um, she was up against Emily Blunt for the for Oppenheimer, Daniel Brooks for The Colour Purple, Jodie Foster for Nyad. Um, Damn. Yeah, so, and obviously Rosamund Pike for Saltburn. Um, we will talk about Saltburn in a second, um, but she won the role for her work as Mary Lamb, a cook and a grieving mother at the fictional Barton Academy in The Holdovers. Um, it's her first Golden Globe recognition. She's a black woman. And again, I know some easier in our in our, in our in our YouTube comments might come and say, you guys are going to... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah. yes, I am. Shout yeah, out to so why is it matter if she's black? It matters, bro. It, it really does matter. Um, so shout out to her. It matters to me anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah it doesn't matter to you. Um, I haven't seen the film, um, The Holdovers, but it's all I made. I did it to my list last. She night. deserves it. Whatever it is, she deserves it. Yeah, I've I've added the holdovers to my list. So I'm really looking forward to watching that at some point. It's on my letterbox. My letterbox boys now. So, yes, yeah. sir. Come on. Um, I'm looking forward to watching that one. A shout out letterbox every time. Yeah, yeah. Um, interestingly, <laughs> one person. Yeah. Really. <laughs> 
Fucking Claire, bruv. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? I don't know. <laughs> some, other, some other cinematic wins uh, for the Golden Globes. Anatomy of a Fool won Best Screenplay and Best Motion Picture. It's a non-English fil- language film. I haven't seen it yet. That's that's the film I'm trying to watch today. Oh, okay. I, I couldn't find anywhere to watch it, but it comes out on um, on Prime on what's the date today? On January 9th. So. It beat some some big films. Yeah. Uh, Barbie, Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, Past Lives, and Poor Things, um, in winning Best Screenplay and Best Motion Picture. So it clearly did something right, and it's on my list of, of films I need to watch this year yeah. for sure. I've be, been I've been told to watch it, yeah, so I'm going. Oh, that's what we have. To listen, <coughs> when, we, when we're told, we have to listen. Um, very briefly, Emma Stone won Best Performance by a Female Actor for Poor Things. Um, have you seen it by the way? No, I'm watching it tomorrow. I think if I'm if I'm feeling well enough, she's a two-time I, winner. I, I I've seen it. Oh, you have, yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Talk to us about it. Yeah. It's it's weird, man. Okay. Yeah. Go. It's proper the, weird. The floor is yours. It is. It's not my type of film. Like I don't mind like these these like dramaish thriller type f- f- uh, uh, things. And I and, and the thing is, okay, while I was watching it, I, I was like, I can see why this is to be like an award show type type. Uh, film uh because the performance that she uh, that, that that she um has to do is is almost it's 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 almost like the telling of 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 um frankenstein right so you're you're, you're kind of playing like frankenstein's monster right you know what i mean and she's she's in this really like dark but also kind of like victimized uh role so you you, you feel so you feel you feel you feel sorry for her um but she was she was she was she was um f- fantastic there's one person that i want to Compare it to, but go on. Oh, be ca- yeah, you have to be careful. Uh, just with just with um, the role of like Kang, right? Oh no, you can speak. I don't think there's anything with his name. Like yeah, go yeah, on. yeah, yeah, yeah. The role of like Kang, like do you know how like we saw like the Loki Kang, and then we saw like uh, the Ant Man Kang, where it was very difficult, it was a lot louder, a lot more thingy, and then, like we, we and then, like it felt like that. It felt like in stages throughout the film, she was playing different, and was adapting different. Into, into like a, into like a, a different role in the same body. Based, based on her performance though, just having seen the I, film. But I think that's why. Can you see why she would, would have been potentially deserving of, of the win? I think she, I, for, for, for a nomination, yes. But like I said. Let me see who she was up against. You continue talking. Maybe the bias is, uh, is just oh, me. Lovely, lovely. But I didn't, didn't the, the film was well, good. So this was this was why it was funny, right? Because I was oh, watching God. I was watching it live. So she was up against Alma Poisti okay. uh, for Falling Leaves. I hope I pronounced that correctly if I haven't. Forgive me. Uh, Matasio Barino, uh, The Colour Purple, which I haven't seen yet. It's been so much weird publicity about the film. Yeah, bear. Huh? Emma Stone didn't win. Ah! Who won for this one? It's, it's That's, Emma Stone did win. No. She did, bro. What are you talking about? It's, it's, what's the name? Fantasia, whatever name. Fantasia is. didn't win, bro. No, she didn't win. So what's it telling me she won? Look, no, she didn't. No, that, that's just telling you the year. No, it tells you who wins or the thing. No, Fantasia didn't win, bro. Okay, then the website is actually literally bugging. Yeah, yeah no, Fantasia, <laughs> Fantasia definitely didn't win. Jennifer Lawrence in in North Phoenix. Yeah, so this is why it was funny because um, when they read out Jennifer Lawrence's name. She said, um, if I don't win, I'm going home. But she mouthed it, but you could actually see it. it was, she was joking, obviously. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, but it was, it, was, it was a great moment. It was very, very funny. She's sick, she's sick. Yeah, um, she's great. Sorry, can I, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I see that again? Margot Robbie for Barbie and Natalie Portman for May, December. Interesting. I need to see May, December myself. That's a very um, interesting line for people. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Interesting, okay. So, yeah, you don't sound impressed. 
was there anyone who's based upon what you have seen this year or last year? Is there anyone else you would have given it to ahead of Emma Stone? Seeing as you've seen poor things, tough one, isn't it? Not Jeff Lawrence, Margaret Robbie, nah. Margaret was great, maybe not winning. Yeah, you know, Um, it's really tough. Okay, it's actually, it's actually like that's actually a. That's actually a, a very good pod app, <laughs> but like that's that, that is, that's so interesting. Um, yeah, the website shagged it. <coughs> just a, just a quick, not really. We've kind of yeah, we covered our bases. Yeah, I think we did. Just, well, yeah, yeah, we'll um, just a quick one, Manny. Um, yes. Over to you, the boy and the heron winning best animated film. Yes, I think it was one of the shocks of the night. It won ahead of Spider Man across the Spider Verse. Yes, um, that, but the signif- significance of it is obviously it's the first non English film to win in this category. Do you know? Have you seen the film yet? I haven't seen. That's one of the what, films. What though. do you know about the film? Because I knew you have some kind of. Um, I, I can't speak too much on the film exactly, but I can speak about um, Studio Ghibli, the film, um, the production yeah, company off. that um, pr- um, created the film. Studio Ghibli make a lot of great films. Um, I think like the most famous ones are like Spirited Away, uh, Princess Mononoke. Um, I may pronounce the last name wrong. All good. But they do brilliant films, um, and I think one thing that. I guess living in the UK and consuming quite a lot of America, American media and English speaking media is that there's a world out, out there of non-English speaking films or TV exactly. shows that a lot of times do a better jobs than than, than, than American. Well, I'm not going to lie, man. Like lockdown woke me up, man. Like platform on Netflix, which, which is a Spanish. Yeah, yeah. Um, a, a series and then. Uh, even even things like like Parasite, you know what I mean, and oh, Parasite's yeah. very good by the way. Like all these, all these obviously, films. Obviously, we watched series. Godzilla recently. Oh yeah, yeah, facts, 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 facts. That was outstanding. That was such a such. You know what? Such a good film. It, it, all Japanese. Bro. It should have been yeah. in my. It, if I'm honest, it should have been in my top five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was so, so good. So I can't necessarily speak on this one specifically, but I know the quality of Studio Ghibli in general. Like. People, you can have an argument. They are when it comes to creating films. They mm. they're one of the best studios ever. Like when it comes to creating films, is it giving you a twenty-four vibes? Not really, because a twenty-four is very different. Like a twenty-four has like they they don't have a specific type of film that they release. They, mm. like, they just find the best films that haven't necessarily yeah. put back in. And it's not, and, and sometimes it's not even a twenty-four. And it's sometimes not even a twenty-four that creates the film. Sometimes they just like find a really good film and say we'll promote it for you. Um, so, so like even even though they have like quite a lot, quite a lot of great films, not necessarily like it's uh, produced house necessarily. Yeah, yeah but but Stu- Studio Ghibli, like quality wise, film after film, it's really 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 good. Interesting. And like, and I would recommend anybody to go and watch a Studio. Ghibli well, I'll film. definitely watch this here because I for 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 it to be Spider Man after that animation, like it, it it wasn't like like a normal animated film. Like the yeah. amount they had to put in, in it took them years, bruv. Do you know what I'm saying? So then there's a bit of comic book snobbery, man. Facts, facts, facts. No, I'm not saying. I would. I don't. Know, I don't know. I'm just. But yeah. but that's what I'm saying. I'm gonna watch this, just for the pure yeah. fact of of being like, all right, cool. Let me see what this is about. So yeah, nah. Shout out to them. That's a huge achievement, man. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Um, interestingly, uh, Barbie won best cinematic and box office achievement. It was up against Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, John Wick Chapter Four, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One, Oppenheimer, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse, The Super Mario Bros. Movie, and Taylor Swift: The Era's Tour. Oh, Taylor Swift can suck out, fam. Uh, uh, respectfully. Nah, disrespectfully. Um, Barbie winning, <laughs> Barbie winning best cinematic and box office. You know what? I'm not. I, I'm, I'm actually not mad at it. Yeah, it's, well, he smashed the box office. Yeah, so it's, it's a matter of box office achievement. Like, yeah, like, like what's it gonna be? It's also like 
a massive thing for a very much female-led film to even do that. You know what I'm saying? And also a a a, a, a um, massive thing where like a lot of the film was like uh, pillowed. That's what I want to use. Was uh, pillowed in, in, in like very socialist topics and 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 yeah. that kind of stuff. You know, it wasn't in your face. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, and it was, but it was like in the background, you know. And it was, it, it was very service level, um, very service level, yeah. And but it made it watchable for kids. Service level for the right reasons, though. I think because if you mm. want kids to watch this film, they have to be able to somewhat. You don't want to throw them off. It's still a kids film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it, and I think especially to, to, towards the end, I actually don't think kids will even get the end. But I think what's inter- <laughs> what, I think what's interesting is even though it's a kids film, Margot Robbie made a specific point of saying, "This isn't. This is. This might you could call it a kids film. It's not just for women." This film is for for men and women. This is not, Facts. We ain't targeting. We didn't make this film to target um, just women, and I think you could see that in the film. So. Well, I enjoyed it. I, um, I really enjoyed it. Billy Billy Eilish won uh, best original song. Uh, yeah, of course for Barbie. Um, and Paul, <laughs> that, that song is a banger. Yo, we, we called that early though. We called that early. Oh, yeah, that song is a banger. Bam. But I can't, I can't lie. Seeing um, was it my name is Ken or yeah. whatever or on the things like yeah, you know what. I, 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 don't, I don't know if I, if, if I would have given Billy Eilish the vote because <laughs> the cancel is slapped. Uh, uh, so it is. It's because you're 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 matching the 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 Ken song to, with the dance. Yeah, yeah. Because because the dance was outstanding. But, but the Billy Eilish song slapped. So that, that's winning a Grammy. Yeah, it did. Um, and an Oscar, sorry. And uh, the last two best performance by a male actor in a motion picture was won by Paul Giamatti for The Holdovers. Again, the film I need to watch. Um, he was up against Nicolas Cage, Timothy Chalamet for the One Car, Matt Damon Air, Joaquin Phoenix Bowie is Afraid, and Jeffrey Wright's American Fiction. Damn. Another film I need to watch. This Damn. is getting longer and longer by the day, which is good though. American Fiction. When is it coming out in the UK? Like this month? Well, uh, they just take the pic- uh, one thing I want to complain about. We need to get our films at the same time. Mm. Poor things. Iron Claw. Um, last- yeah, that's peak, by the way. You see yeah. that? What do you, what do you mean? That 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 that, that, that we, we that, that it's. Well, Iron Claw's already been out in yeah, America been for out. two months. Yeah, yeah, it's been out. By the time we get it, it's peak. It's adulting. It's peak, and everyone wants to see it as well. It, it looks. Bro, they're saying it's like F one. Oscars. They say, oh, your, no. your guy, Jeremy Allen. Come on, man. Ah, oh, yeah, it's jarring. I had to get a little. I actually right can't believe it. I actually can't. I actually can't believe it. Yes. Oh, I, th- I think maybe originally the thing was gonna do as well. I, I don't know what it. Master as well. Oh yeah, they released on. No, it's a Netflix release, though. No, was it in cinemas as well? No, it's a Netflix freeze, but Netflix US got it first. Right, right, right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why it goes into making a film international right away. So I'm assuming like they didn't expect. Maybe I'm assuming they expected to be as big as it was. What? Until, Iron Claw. Iron Claw. Yeah. Until, until until after it's released. Sometimes it's about like the distribution. So sometimes it, it's about um, certain things that are in the film that have to be cleared by 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 certain countries. Yeah. So like uh, for example, in like France, like you can't have for something you can't say like cunt and these. So they have to t- t- or say get that um, edit. Get that, yeah. Mm. Or they get it cleared so it's only in cinema for uh, for for, for, uh, for like two weeks. Okay. So there's different laws in in, in different places, and sometimes. <coughs> want to do a domestic release so so US and then if they can't get one or two countries cleared in Europe they don't want to release glo- globally yet because yeah. they want the first weekend to be everywhere do you know what I'm saying where if it's like half of Europe then they'll be like yeah so yeah, yeah. Um, interestingly Ricky Gervais won his yeah. first Golden Globe uh, for Ricky Gervais Armageddon uh, he was up against Trevor Noah Chris Rock Amy Schumer Boo. <laughs> Sarah Silverman and Wanda Sykes 
M3 is a waste, man. Oh, bro. I was waiting for the surname. So I could, so you could boo. Yeah, yeah, see yeah. you next Thursday. Um, bro, did she really post? Oh, bro, let's, let's not do that. That's crazy. <laughs> she's, a piece, that? she's a piece of shit. Let's just not do that, bro. What, what, uh, yeah, we'll talk about it off air, maybe. I don't know what she did. Um, oh, trust me. When you see... Anyway, final tally for the Golden Globes for movies. Openheimer won five. Jeez. Uh, Anatomy of a Fool won two. The Holdovers won two awards. Poor Things, two awards. Barbie, two awards. Killers of the Flower Moon, one award. And The Boy and the Heron, one award. Final tally for Golden Globes TV wins. Succession won four. The Bear won three. And Beef won three. Um, overall, I'd say it, it, award season is now alive and kicking. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be in, involved in it. Hopefully, yeah, definitely. Uh, we've got the Emmys coming up. We've got the BAFTAs this year. We've got the Oscars. It's going to be an... an where's, the, where's the BAFTAs? Good question. I'm have to get our Googles on. I'm going to have to do that myself. BAFTAs TV 2024 Wars. will be 29th of... No, it was finally 29th of May. I'm not sure when it's going to be, though. I'm not sure myself. That's right, I found it. Um, but yeah, no, it was a good award show overall, I think. I think it was a better awards ceremony than it was an actual TV spectacle. Oh yeah. But I still enjoyed seeing like the celebrities and the mixing together. There was there was plenty of stars. But that's there. always the, the surface that will sell though. Yeah. You just want to see them drinking and chatting and maybe even do some some debauchery. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's next month by the way, eighteenth decent. It um, is and we're in uh, conversations with with BAFTA, so so post credit scene podcast the 14 HQ original that is our Golden Globes wrap up for this year really really enjoyed this episode actually Sup- not surprisingly but yeah, it was quite a good episode yeah yeah I enjoyed this one man good chopping up about the. Um, this we're definitely going to cover all of them man yeah. okay. I, th- I think at the end of the year we should do our own awards ceremony I know we do our, our top 5 I think we should, I think we should give up to you, live it up to you, the listeners to we, you vote for facts best films and TV shows of the facts. year facts I agree I strongly oh, agree that's quite cool alright cool yeah, let's, get, let's get the people talking ourselves let's make it happen Yeah. post credit scene podcast a 14 HQ original you know the vibes over and out this is a post credit scene podcast brought to you by 14 HQ